And that was O God, O Lord of Heaven and Earth. And you are listening to the Tuesday, February 19th. 2019 Rumination Tuesday. We always like to do a hymn on that day. And with us is Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Hi, Tom. I'll tell you, I could have just listened to that hymn the whole half hour. Isn't that a great hymn? Oh, okay. It's so different. All right, let's do that. (laughs) Wait a minute, then you can't talk. (laughs) Well, that might be just as good. (laughs) I had... Dr. Martin Fransman as a professor. Yeah, I heard nothing but about him when I entered the seminary. I heard about this this great uh, professor, and uh, he he, had taught over in England. That's right. He was just really. This was actually written for the 450th anniversary of the Reformation in 1967. Wow. Boy, Can was, you believe that was 50 years ago? Yeah, no kidding. Because we just had the 500th anniversary I know. of the Reformation. But if, and I only aged six years. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but ask everybody else how they aged who know you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The people around me really look old. I mean, have you seen yourself in the mirror recently? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in fact, Jan Bender actually wrote the tune for Franzman's text wow. for inclusion in the worship supplement. It appeared in 1969. That was that smaller hymnal. Yeah, and that's what makes it such a unique hymn. I mean, the words are excellent, too. I mean, I don't know which is better, the words or the, or the melody, but the melody is so different. It just it just goes down and down. You know, you get the idea of, uh, you know, that man, you know, descended uh, into sin and death, and uh, it's just a, a unique hymn. In fact, um, we talked about this last week, that one of the things parents should be doing is helping their children memorize hymns. And usually you would do familiar ones like A Mighty Fortress. Right. This would be a great oh, hymn man. to memorize. Because there's so much theology in this. Of and course. It's the way the words are used. Yes. And so, without further ado, would you be so kind as to read the first stanza? Gladly. O God, O Lord of heaven and earth, thy living finger never wrote that life should be an aimless moat, a deathward drift from feudal birth. Thy word meant life triumphant hurled in splendor through thy broken world. Since light awoke and life began, thou hast desired thy life for man. Boy, that's a perfect hymn for this Sunday for my message. Oh, are you going to talk yes. about Jesus? Yes, it's, it, <laughs> well, the, the theme, the, I've already got the title. God, let's see, it's, it's something like uh, God always wants life. He's always for life. This is the last Sunday in Epiphany. Do you know that? No, it's not Transfiguration Sunday, Tom. I noticed you said that yesterday. This is not Transfiguration Sunday coming up. That's the next Sunday. Yeah, but that's not part of Epiphany. Oh, are you kidding? Transfiguration? That's no. the culmination of Epiphany. That's, you know, that's... That's the beginning of Lent. No. Oh, no, yeah. Lent does not begin until Ash Wednesday. Lent doesn't begin on a Sunday. It begins on an Ash Wednesday. So on Transfiguration, are you that's... able to sing Alleluia's? Oh, yes. In oh, fact, okay. that's the last time you usually sing them. Well, I did you, that you on... I'll, I'll tell you, Tom, I... <laughs> You're not wrong very often, but you're wrong on this one. 
Well, I did that on purpose just to see if you would catch oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> see if you were listening. I heard you yesterday talking about... Well, the... for the longest time, I've seen there's eight... Yes. Epiphany. Yes. Well, that's the eighth one. Well, I tell you, it just goes on and on and on. Because what's this one? This is the seventh this, one. This is the seventh one coming up. Right. And uh, what are you t- preaching on? The gospel? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. No, 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 no. The Old Testament. Joseph and his brothers. Yes, right, which is a great text. Of yes. Course. That's that's really interesting. Oh, it's a great story. Yeah, I've got a, a good title for that. Um, does God get blamed for your problems? <laughs> Nobody takes the blame. Very good. Yes. Oh, yes. boy. I'm yes. not going to say it anymore. <laughs> that's right. You better not. So, O God, O Lord of heaven and earth, thy living finger never wrote that life should be an aimless moat. Now, living finger, do you remember what artistic rendition that reminds you of? Like up on a ceiling? Yes, the Sistine Chapel. Very good. Where God reaches out and touches Adam. Yes, and just with his finger, uh-huh, he does right, everything. Right, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that's what you were referring to. Yeah, in fact, I was talking Sunday. Jesus is the creator. Nothing was created apart from Jesus. And you might want to put this in one of your Lenten sermons because he created the wood upon which he was crucified. That's right. He created the metal which pierced his body. Yes. He created the plant with the thorns in it yes. that encircled his brow. Well, you know, the Hebrew word bara for create yes. is never used at any other time except in connection with God. Did you know that? Right, right. Yeah. Because it's out of nothing. Right. Yes. Uh, scientists are trying, but they're never no. able to do it. No. I'm hearing the most ridiculous stuff about evolution. They're now trying to figure out... The Big Bang Theory, whatever that means, I have no idea. I thought there was a TV sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> and then after it, they're trying to figure out how the universe expanded so quickly. Yeah. And uh, they, they've got some kind of new satellite up there or something or telescope, and they can see the millions of stars now. And So I, I can understand how people from a unscientific point of view think there's a world just like ours and people evolved on it who are also human beings do you ever watch um oh what is that it's uh late at night actually sunday morning on 97.1 not state to state or nation to nation it's one of those has all about the strange people in outer space and there are people on the moon it talks about and all this kind of stuff no i never watch that <laughs> no well you're in bed then yeah 97 point what one it's on, it's on radio yeah right. oh, i only yeah, listen i'm sorry i only listen to care care if you or KMOX. no other station all right <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay well we'll just go on then with the hymn uh death word drift from futile birth yeah, isn't that interesting that birth is considered to be futile because it's death word? You know, how many times do people, when they first see you, say, um, are you having a good day? And I always say no to that. <laughs> and then I look You're at off them, to a good start in the conversation, aren't well, you? Oh, yeah, because then they're wondering, why would you say no? And I, Well, because I'm not in heaven. You know what? 
Peter Kurowski always always say, what can't answer that question. He's pretty good for a fallen world. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Good old Saint Pete. Yes. Yeah, yes. everybody he calls Saint. Yeah. Uh, if they are a Christian. The word meant life triumphant hurled in splendor through thy broken world. What's that talking about? Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Thy word. What? What? You in second verse? Where is that? Oh, thy word. Oh, first verse. Thy word meant life triumphant hurled. Yeah, light. For, I think of the the seminary seminary motto, light from above. Thy word meant life triumphant hurled in splendor through thy broken world. I think it's talking about Jesus. Yeah, well, word, word is capitalized. Word. Yes. Word is capitalized there, so of course that means Jesus. Interesting. The word made flesh. No translator here. No. Because no. he... Because he's English. Yes, he wrote in English. <laughs> Since light awoke and life began, thou hast desired thy life for man. Yeah, yeah. I mean... God is pro-life. Make no mistake. You really were correct in saying all the wonderful words in here because you can explain them to the children. And the reason this is a good hymn to memorize is there's a lot of rhyme in it. Uh-huh. You know, um, hurled and whirled and began and for man, etc. So let me read stanza two. Our fatal will to equal thee our rebel will wrought death and night. We seized and used in pride full spite, thy wondrous gift of liberty. We housed us in this house of doom where death had royal scope and room until thy servant, Prince of Peace, breached all its walls for our release. Excellent, excellent words. So much meaning there. My. Yes. Uh, interesting. Our rebel will rot death and night. Yeah. And in other words, we, what was a rebel will? That's the first uh, phrase. Well, it's, no, it, our fatal will to equal thee. You know, that's the way, that's man always wants to, way back in the Garden of Eden, that's what, it, that's what he yep. wanted to, he wanted to be equal to God. You know, uh, Satan, uh, the serpent said, well, God knows if you eat of that tree, you'll be like him. Yeah, knowing See? good and evil. And that's, that's, what, that's the start of it. You know, we, man wanted to be like God. In fact, there isn't a sin we do that doesn't break what commandment? The first. Yeah. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Right. Yep. And every one of them is our way of becoming like God. That's right. In fact, every time I uh, do a sin and I recognize it's wrong, it's wrong because I'm trying to correct God. Yeah. That's what sin is, a correction of God. He made a mistake. He gave the wrong radio to the other person, so I'll take it because it was really mine. It's called stealing. How do you like that line? Thy wondrous gift of liberty. The, you know, the, the liberty God has given us, we abused. We housed us. We housed our, ourselves in this house of doom. By, by our sin, we brought this house of doom upon, doom upon us. Yes. Isn't that interesting? You would never think. Where death had royal scope and death reigned yes. in this house of doom until Christ. In fact, that's uh, part of uh, many passages that what Jesus really came to defeat was death. 
That's the final right. enemy. The, the last enemy, yes. Yes. And a lot of Christians get afraid of death when they need not be afraid because it's an enemy that's going to be overcome. Yes. So that's... But you know, that's pretty... It's pretty normal to fear death. I, and I always say, I always take say, Chris, don't don't feel bad for fearing death. It's it's a pretty normal fear to have. Do you think that's part of the old Adam or new yeah, Matt? I, Adam? I think that's Man. part of the old Adam. Yeah, that yeah. we fear death. Yeah, and and I don't want people to think because they're a little afraid of death that oh that they've fallen from the faith or something like that. That's not it at all. But what if they say, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" Would that be a sin? Uh, not if they're just quoting scripture. Well, <laughs> they're at death. Yeah, and they say that. Oh well, if they if they feel that God has forsaken them, they, yeah, that's a, that's a great great mistake that you want to correct right away. That's as soon right. As you can. So, this is why we are totally against the idea that we get to heaven by imitating Jesus, because when he said that, it was true in his case. Right. Right. When we say it, it's a sin in our case. I mean, how many people think that when they're going through a tough time that God isn't keeping his promises? Yes, a lot of, a lot of people make that mistake. If, in fact, that's the most important thing you do in a sermon, is you remind them of his promises, promises. because that's what saves. That's what the gospel is. Yes, the gospel are the promises connected to the uh, historical events of um, what Christ has done in becoming incarnate, suffering, dying, rising, ascending, and then sending the Holy Spirit. Yes, all of that, gospel promises. So, breached all its walls for our release. Now, your military background, what, what does it mean to breach? Breach is to break through. Yes. Break through the walls. Yes. These... And that's what Prince of Peace did. Oh, you had walls around your church you had to break through? No, no, no. Uh, we, we had, you know, by our sins, we built this house of sin and death all around us until God's servant, Prince of Peace, our Savior, oh. came to earth and breached its walls. When you said Prince of Peace, I thought you were talking about your congregation. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, that's your congregation's Absolutely. name. Absolutely, yes, right. So when you said, that's what Prince of Peace did, I'm trying to figure out, what did you guys do to breach? <laughs> that's why I said, are there walls around your church? No, we do have a good security system, though. <laughs> yes. Were you the first pastor of Prince of Peace? No. No. So you don't know how they decided that name? Uh, yeah, they did. I think they decided it was kind of over uh, Christmas. Uh, they decided that that would be a good name for us. Are there any other churches, Principes? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's, well, there's a Roman Catholic church oh. uh, out on uh, Wideman Road. I oh, think okay. It's named Principes, right. yes. That's why we always give your address. Yes. <laughs> so if you will continue with stanza three. Okay. Thou camest to our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod the road that leads us back to God. How beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. That's, uh, that reminds us of the, uh, the father running down the road to sweep into his arms the prodigal son. Remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So when it says the feet here, who's that re 
referring to? Well, I think it's, it's referring to Jesus. Yes. Yeah, it's the road that leads us back to God. Yeah. And where did those feet take him? I would say on to, the... To the cross. To the cross, yeah. yes. Nailed to the cross. You've got to bring the cross in Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. Got to have the cross, got to have the empty Easter tomb, too. Yes. And that actually, that cross brought the great good news to man, even though hardly anybody recognized it at the right. foot of the cross. Right. Yeah. Can you think of anybody who kind of got what was going on? At the cross? Yeah. I can think of two people. Well, uh, the centurion. Very good. And also the uh, thief on the cross. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think you <laughs> I got were... my sleep last night, Tom. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, um, the, the, the thief on the cross, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Yeah, right. And uh, Martin Charlemagne did a sermon on that. I think he was born from Augustine because the uh, thief was then asked, where is his throne oh, except yes. what he is yes. nailed to? Where is his crown yes. except the thorns piercing his skull? Yeah, I remember that sermon. Boy, was that good. Yeah, I, was, uh, I think I use it for tenebrae sometimes. Well, Good Friday. That's a sermon I did for his funeral, uh, for Martin Charlemagne's yeah, funeral. Yeah, but he... But, Within that funeral sermon was Martin Charlemagne's words on the, the ten last words from the cross. That was the entire sermon. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I said at the beginning of the sermon was Martin Charlemagne was the first organist at St. James. Was he really? Yes. No kidding. Yeah, Meyer had opened up St. James and Charlemagne was the first organist. Yeah, how about boy? Just think, just think of all those great minds we had. Oh, you know, that boy. we sat at their feet. Martin Charlemagne, you sat at Franzman's feet. Did you? Uh, uh, I had I, Henschke, Martin Henschke. I had one of his last classes. No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, and then, of course, uh, well, Clan. Oh yes. Oh, are you kidding, Robert? Uh, Robert Price. Price. Oh boy. Yeah, Charlemagne. And I had uh, J. A. L. Price. I had one, oh, you did? I had one of his classes. He oh, was president was of the Lutheran Church, Missouri yes, Senate one time. Yes, yes. excellent class. On, it was on, uh, oh, it was on uh, Martin Chemnitz. Really? Yes. Oh, well, he translated that, yes, you know. right. One of Chemnitz's works. Stanza four, please. O Spirit, who didst once restore thy church, that it might be again the bringer of good news to men. Breathe on thy cloven church once more, that in these gray and latter days there may be those whose life is praise, each life a high doxology to Father, Son, and unto thee. And there's a triangle at the beginning of that? Yeah, that's a doxological verse. It's, we stand for that, right? Yes, it's for the... Uh, you singing that this Sunday? Oh, absolutely. Yes. In fact, I, yeah, but if I hadn't heard this hymn this morning, I, I might have missed it. Yeah. But you're right. This is an excellent one for this Sunday. Boy, it really is. Yeah, love it. It has a, a lot to it. And uh, this last one, which is Trinitarian, I'm going to ask you a question. Breathe on thy cloven church once more. I don't remember children using the word cloven very often. Cloven is, uh, well, it's, 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 what is it, past tense for cleave? It's broke, it's, it's, uh. Put together? Uh, no, cloven is uh, something that's like a uh, cloven hoof is, uh, 
it's it's broken. It's not a complete. Okay, you know what I'm saying? There's right. a there's a cleavage in it. Yes, and I, I'm not sure how that would refer to I'm, here. I'm not sure how that. Well, the church. Okay, the church is it, the church is one. Right. But there's also some division in it. And maybe that's what he's saying. He's saying breathe on the church that is divided and make it one. Unless the cloven refers to what we just read recently about Paul saying the different parts of the body. We're all not the eye. Not the eye. No, we're different parts, but we're all one. That could be. So it could be that also. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally it's like the scripture. We're not quite sure what it means. But well, he does talk about that in these gray and latter days. Yeah, you know, you know, it is difficult. You know, our Lord—it's just our Lord said it would be tough in the last days. It was Satan's little season. Yeah, and uh, he wreaks he wreaks havoc upon the church and ministry, and upon the family, and upon the body of Christ. Pastors should be expecting that. <clears throat> Absolutely, we we all and we should. <laughs> Teach our people to be expected. Yes, to. yes, yes. As a comfort, things are things are are going to get difficult. But God's always in complete control. And your worship service? <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, Saturday at uh, five p.m. We have a service five p.m. Saturday and nine a.m. Sunday, followed by a Bible class on Revelation. And so they don't go to the Roman Catholic. What's right. the address? Uh, Eighty-six forty-six New Sappington Road, just south of the Watson New Sappington intersection. Prince of Peace Lutheran Church of Crestwood. Love to have you for sure. Um, did you know who uh, sang this? Who sang this? Yeah, the the song we had done. Oh, uh, that's uh, Higher Things. Yes. It's a group within our Lutheran yes. Church, Missouri Synod. I don't usually do this, but why don't we kind of close with hearing oh, a little let, bit more? Let's do it. Yes, and you can go to YouTube also. All you do is you go to YouTube and look up, O God, O Lord of heaven and earth. Of course, you have to be a little better than Pastor Mark Smith. You need to be able to know how to turn on your computer. <laughs> do you just get your secretary to open it up? I get her to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, no, I'll tell you, I'm just, I'm just crawling still with regard to technology. On tomorrow's Long Gospel... We're going to be doing something where we get a lot of phrases you hear in the liturgy. And a lot of people don't realize they're right out of the Bible, particularly this psalm for the seventh Sunday after the Epiphany is Psalm 103. So we're going to be looking at that tomorrow uh, for the Bible study. I'm Tom Baker and Mark Smith. We thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back next week. For the last Sunday in the Epiphany, Transfiguration. Till then, God bless. 
Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.